0: Did you All right, welcome did phone hit? Welcome, head. Did you hit record as I burped again?
1: You did it on purpose.
0: No, I really didn't. You totally did it on purpose. I swear to God, I did not do that one on purpose. Don't in the I was trying. I, I was seriously trying to get it out before you hit record. Record.
1: All right. Record. Now, I have to have James explain this because I, I took some time away from my job today. You know, because they won't miss me. And I was looking at a list, and boy, hey, howdy! Did I compare? A, uh, did I compile a list? I don't know about you all, so I want James to explain the topic because it's a little off kilter. It's not like we're going to share Disney opinions or talk about Spider Man. This one's a little harder to explain.
2: Well, what? The, so my original idea was there's certain apart. Actors, actors that get known for certain roles. For instance. I'll just use one that's pretty, pretty iconic. Um, I'll pick on William Shatner. William Shatner. I mean, he's done tons of other stuff, yeah. but to a large percentage of the population, he's Captain Kirk. Doesn't matter what Warner. else he does, he's Captain Kirk. Never heard of him. Oh, uh, you you might remember him as, uh, oh oh oh, uh, Christopher Plummer's understudy. Yeah. That's a true story. You ever seen that Star
1: Trek 6 of Christopher Plummer? Awesome.
2: There's a a great story Christopher Plummer tells about uh, him being his understudy and how he did it. But I won't tell that here. That's for Christopher Plummer to tell. So next time you meet Christopher Plummer, ask him about it.
1: In hell, because Christopher Plummer is dead. How do you know he went to hell? That's a little judgmental. I mean, if he made Shatner understudy.
2: say He had all
0: that Nazi gold mm,
2: yeah <laughs> anyway, He's so one that of basically van traps, basically, what I thought we could do for this episode is talk about the other role that you should know this person for, that you should consider this person for, so what is the best of the rest? what is the so if you are a fan of i don't know lawrence olivier no
1: i actually i think you should say with Shatner because shatner's is really easy to name the second one whereas i've got a list here where there's about three or four that are awesome after that but i think shatner's is the easiest to say this is the second best role
2: airplane two nope i was gonna uh uh, uh incubus
1: nope you want me to say it can i say it
2: go ahead <gasps> diddy crane that no well yeah yeah what if you consider telling television- oh, you
0: talking about boston public
1: okay legal
2: boston legal you boston philistine Pu-
1: oh my god i Public. i really Public. think that shatner's second best Most no involved. no it is dude it you're is right his,
2: it is his other iconic role. Magnum if,
1: B.I. or whatever he was tj oh something tj hooker tj hooker yeah and a tj listen
2: pick. them hoods weren't gonna ride themselves no, anyway
1: what do you i really swear to god as soon as you saw i was no. like yeah i mean yeah you know him as captain Kirk, but actually his best roles probably i mean everybody's gonna remember him as that
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, no. And, and I was going to say, the fact to this day that you can walk into a room and sc- scream, <laughs> Denny Crane. Matter of fact, I, I was actually at a Starbucks and somebody put Denny Crane on their coffee cup. And as soon as they called it out about three people, what, Denny Crane? Because anytime he heard his name, he does it back, right? So, uh, no, you're absolutely right. I was saying about films, but no, you're absolutely right. And, and we should look at television too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you honestly, great, honestly, iconic character.
0: this isn't in my picks but you have one on your wall right behind you i mean yeah. bruce campbell i mean he's mostly known for evil dead but honestly bubba hotep
1: yeah i mean it's it may very well be the best uh, hit performance he ever gave it's i agree bubba. yeah i agree yeah yep i have the so, evil dead two behind me and james has bubba hotep behind him if you're listening to us just you now if you're yeah i mean if you're looking for sheer comedic value
0: evil dead 2 of course but or his best performance is Bubba Hotep. Bubba
1: Hotep. Yeah, hotel. Oh, hotel. yeah I, I, that's a good That's a great point. Yeah. I, I, but, you know, he will be known as Ash. Yeah. 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 Even, well, and you know, even he's probably better known as the guy from Burn Notice.
2: What? On, no, let me do that. I just want to. Gentlemen, I believe you're forgetting Moon Trap, which I had I, inside. I, I was and waiting his,
0: for you to make it. I, and, I was sitting here.
2: His comment when he signed it was ah, oh, there's a golden moldy. <laughs> Golden. (laughs)
1: gentlemen who wants to go first
0: oh man Ah. Uh, i'll go i'll go first because i really struggled with this i did um i got a
1: list of 12
0: see i didn't uh, see i didn't go that far down the rabbit hole i came up with my three and the first one i come up with and we've mentioned it before but it just bears mentioning again over and over again, especially when James brought up this topic, I was like, we have to talk about this one. Vin Diesel is mostly known for Fast
1: and the Furious,
0: Pitch yeah. Black, but his best performance is Find Me
1: Guilty. That is his best performance in film or television. If you've never yeah. seen Find Me Guilty and you're listening to us now, go out and watch Find Me Guilty. It is a hidden, literal hidden treasure directed by the great Sydney Lumet. Sydney Lumet. Yeah. I mean, if
0: if anybody... You can never argue that Sidney Lumet, and this is something we agree on. Sidney Lumet is one of the best filmmakers in movie history, period. Yep. And this is a prime example of that. He took an actor who's mostly known for action flicks and turned him into an iconic performance in Find Me Guilty. Um, And by the way, you can stream this for free, believe it or not.
2: It's available
0: um Damn. uh you have to stream it with ads but it's available to stream for free um it's it's about it takes place in the late 1980s and a low-level gangster um defends himself in court It's
1: based on a true story
0: and it's based on a true story on one, oh, oh, god i'm blanking on the type of case it is
1: oh uh, the, it's not the, the retro dark, it's called uh, um, it's not rico. Racketeering. It's, rico. it's a rico. rico
0: it's a rico case where they, they're just trying all these different gangsters mm-hmm. At one time, and he is defending himself, drawing it out to be the longest case in judicial history because that's who he is.
1: Rudy Giuliani and, uh, oversaw it actually in real life.
0: Which is one probably why I got players. so screwed up.
1: It's a true story. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure it's one of the things I think you're right. feathers in the caps, but that he doesn't the, he is not a character in the movie. The main prosecutor is, but
0: yeah, isn't the main prosecutor, if I'm remembering right, Peter Dinklage? No, that's or the
1: main I- no, that's the big uh, attorney, the defense okay. one of the defensive. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's start I mean Ron Silver, Alex Rocco, but really nobody puts a shine other than Vin Diesel. It's his best performance. And it's his honestly, guys, he plays a dark anti-hero in pitch black. He, I'm not even gonna brunt talk about Fast and the Furious. Though that, that, that acting's terrible. And he does a lot in Iron Giant, and he does a lot with three words. I am Groot. Yeah, I agree, but but, but nothing. Agree. When you when you think of Vin Diesel, this is the movie you should think about more than any of those that I just mentioned. Find
1: me guilty. All right, so I'll go next because I have been watching a really and and I, this is hard to recommend because you have to be a big film geek to really want to watch all six parts. I'm on six part now. Uh, Ethan Hawke's documentary about the last movie stars. It's about Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman and it's absolutely fantastic but it's long in the tooth which is great for me because he goes down so many rabbit holes with them and so much and not only in their work and their past and if you don't know who those two people are <sighs> paul newman actually most people know paul newman i'm and this is even talked about in the documentary poor joanne joanne woodward who won an academy award way before paul uh, kind of got lost in the and he goes in depth of why don't we remember Joanne Woodward the same way as we remember Paul, even though she was more famous than him when they met. Yeah,
0: it's almost like you have, and it's true, you almost have to be a really fan of movies to know Joe the name Joanne, Joanne Woodward.
1: Woodward, even though I could go down, they were in 12 movies together. Yeah, so, so he directed her like three times. So here's my thing <clears throat> what they think the documentary. And it's hard with Paul Newman because Paul Newman is an American icon. What I I I don't I can't argue with them that they think his quintessential role is Butch Cassidy. Oh, Cassidy and Sundance Kid. I hope you're going the way that I think you're going. What? No, keep going. And that's their argument. Now you could say it's uh, uh his name from Sting from the Sting, right? Yeah. What's his name, James, and character's name in the Sting?
2: Oh crap!
1: I just watched I had it, it too. And I
2: lost it. I had it. And I lost it. I love Slapshot.
1: I love Slapshot, but I don't know that that's a quintessential role. You could say it's fast Henry, Eddie Go- Henry Gondorf. Go- Gondorf. Yep. Gondorf. Gondorf.
2: Gondorf. Yep.
1: Gondorf. You could say it's fast Eddie Felson from The Hustle and then The Color of Money. Nope. But what is the quintessential role now they say like i said butch and butch and sundance it really just put him and i get it it was a huge hit it's i showed it to uh christy a couple years ago and she's like it's kind of boring i was like well it may be still a little bit of its time whereas i don't think the sting is as much as a time i think the sting aged even better
2: but this movie
1: this movie was so big you know what I mean? It, it pretty much minted everyone's career. And Robert Redford, they didn't even, studio didn't even want Robert Redford for that. Now, I've talked about this for a long time, but I got to get to my favorite Paul Newman movies, HUD. Oh, really? That's where you went? HUD is my favorite Paul Newman performance. Oh, What's my yours? God. I know. Nobody's, nobody's fool. fool. Oh, it's good, Chad, but HUD. And here, let me defend HUD and why it's the second best one. Not only did Almost everybody won an Academy Award except Paul Newman for HUD. It won for Best Cinematography, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. Here's the reason why it's great. And oh my God. they talked about this, and the director, Martin Ritt, went on to direct him with four or five other movies. And here's the reason why. Have you, got, have you ever seen HUD, Chad?
0: I have not. I admittedly can. That's why I'm not putting too much of an argument because HUD's been, it has here's passed my radar.
1: So HUD is a son of a bitch. Yeah. And not to give too much away, there's no redemption for HUD. And you can't take your damned eyes off of Paul Newman as HUD. And it takes someone, I probably there's one I could count on one hand that can pull off that role over the last sixty years because there's not much redeemable about HUD. Okay. James,
0: you're so, be so he put he. He kind of plays the same character as Nobody's Fool but Nobody's Fool he redeems himself.
1: Nobody's Fool, he helps his grandson, he helps Jessica yeah. Tandy. He does He helps everybody that. in the town. He helps everybody in the town and he does not go off with Melanie Griffith. He has the right. opportunity to take her away from Bruce Willis and go away in her moment of of just dire need of yeah. wanting someone to love her and appreciate her no matter who it was and I'm sorry. And now I'm analyzed. Don't get me wrong, I love Nobody's Fool.
0: I know. Oh my wrong. god, it's such a great It's, performance. A, it's a fantastic
1: performance. He makes it look so easy, but it does, but HUD, you guys go watch it. James, have you seen HUD? I I have.
2: It's been a long time.
1: I mean, so basically what it is, it takes place in the Texas panhandle and HUD is the oldest son. Well, he's the second oldest son of of an aging rancher. And at that time, I'm so sorry, Patricia Neal won Best Supporting Actress. And Melvin Douglas won Best Supporting Actor, and he plays Hud's dad. And Melvin Douglas is just fantastic in this movie. I mean, he just he just nails it. And there's a scene towards the end, and I don't want to give too much away because there's not really a lot of plot. It's about HUD, his dad, his older brother's dead. His older brother's son lives with him, and he's a teenager now. Okay. So mm-hmm. his grandfather's raising his youngest, his 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 oldest son and i don't know sir sure where the mom is and hud was somehow involved he didn't kill him but he's somehow involved in the drinking driving accident that 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 his brother got killed in and as you go through the movie you think a lot of this is hud's dad is holding that against him and then there's a scene where melvin douglas just melts down on hud about you were never good you were never There's just nothing, nothing about you. You've always taken the easy. It was hard for me to swallow what you did or what happened, but I did. That's not, I just don't want any, don't like anything about you. And he looks at the camera. Are we doing my internet catching one unstable? Is it, am I, can you still hear me? Chad, James.
2: Yeah, Uh, I can hear you. But you, you got
1: a little jerky. Yeah, he's been jerky jerky. throughout. He's been pretty jerky. Okay. So, yeah. Am I back? Okay. So here's the thing. Hud looks at his dad and says, yeah, because his mom's gone. My mama loved me and leaves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry. sorry. Yeah. It,
1: did it ruin it? Joe, we're we're not, Joe, we're
0: not getting anything. We're get about one out of everything.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: where
2: were we? So Joe
1: anyway,
0: we're talking, we're about, talking HUD. about
1: Hud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad's looking at him, telling him about how he's really never been no good. And then he has this heartbreaking moment where he looks and goes, yeah, my, my mama, my mama loved me but his mom is dead. And you think the first of it, you're like, you feel a little empathy and you realize five minutes later that it's really all he could say because he doesn't, there's not much there. And he doesn't change. And I, I just can't recommend it enough. It's one of my, it's just so hard to do performances of, because everybody wants somebody to change everybody wants a character arc and i get it i do too you want catharsis in fact if you i went and saw the i snuck away from the work of the other day and went and saw black phone and actually has a great tarantino catharsis ending but it doesn't come with hud and it's just a brilliant movie so who's next
2: james I guess it's me. I I, I, I ended up going on this kind of side note trick. And there's two. The next person I'm going to talk about really has two roles that we've talked about in this show several times. But I want to talk about two roles that he doesn't get enough credit for. And I would argue they're the best of the rest for the rest of it. That would be Mark Hamill. We talk about Mark Hamill for. uh, I was
0: was just sitting here going Mark Hamill should be on this list.
2: Luke Skywalker.
0: I'm not, I'm not joking. I literally was going. I'm.
2: I'm... No, I agree. Luke Skywalker and the Joker, right, are probably his. I, I know. I know. I know. Chad. He's he's a trickster. I know. I know. But those are the two things that if you stop somebody and say two Mark Hamill rolls.
0: Hobgoblin, Cockknocker.
2: But Chad, the average person that aren't that that may not be as geeky as we are, it's going to be Luke Skywalker. Oh, and, and the Joker, probably. Joker. If they even know the Joker, quite frankly. But there's there's a couple of roles he doesn't get credit for. Two that I'm going to argue are proof that he is a, a really phenomenal actor. He's going to talk about the Giver. No, I could care less about the Giver. Sorry, Chad. Sorry.
0: Oh. Um, but Jimmy Gynamite Walker. In- Gynamite?
2: Gynamite? Gynamite?
1: Uh, some of that Gynamite i got i'm just taught now hold go. on
2: let's do let's let's do this for glenn Gynamite, isn't that what they eat in australia oh,
1: oh man, if they're lucky um J- james's he, mom's
2: got john <laughs> no those are normal mites uh anyway oh, well, um, around her china anyway anyway um uh, in 1980, he did a film, and most people think 1980, and they think of, of course, that Empire movie that he did, that Empire Strikes Back. But he had a, a role in The Big Red One.
1: Oh, Corvette Summer.
2: No, that was that was after the first Star Wars.
1: <laughs> Star Wars.
2: Uh, yes, but anyway, Wars. Uh, The Big Red One, if you've never seen The Big Red One, it's a really, it's it's a very somber movie. That follows uh, Lee Marvin leading a team, and they end up going through D-Day. They end up liberating a concentration camp. And Mark Hamill plays the role of uh, – I just had brain freeze again. Griffin Private Griff. Griff. Private Griff. And he has all these doubts. He has all these other things. And so, again, it's it was proof that if you only think of him as, oh, he can do science fiction – you need to re- watch the big red one. The other one that I want to mention is a favorite of mine, though it never comes together as mm-hmm. well as it should. But it's not you didn't even of... mentioned.
0: It was directed by Samuel Fuller.
2: I'm sorry. I, th- I'm...
1: I mean, and if you ever get a chance to read Sam Fuller's book, if you're into filmmaking, called The Fourth Face. It's a fantastic book. Go, James.
2: Um, the so. The other role, and I love this movie. It doesn't come together. I don't want people to think, "Oh, you love it; it must be great." No, it doesn't come together. But it's what it could have been. And Mark Hamill does phenomenal in it. Uh, the produced Gamer. by Gary Kurtz, uh, who also was involved in them in Star Wars.
1: Produced uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back, and, and then had went on to work with Henson. He he produced the Dark Crystal. It's and our, return
2: yeah. to Oz, I know Don't I forget just return want to, to remind
1: Oz. everybody out there
2: um, but this movie stars Mark Hamill, and playing off of Mark Hamill is Bill Paxton, who was you know coming off of aliens and all this stuff um this movie is kind of it's it's about obsession all that is that It's slipstream. If you've never seen slipstream it's mm-hmm. it is a science fiction film. Mark Hamill plays will Tasker. Who is going to track down this "quote-unquote" fugitive type character? And the reason it's called slipstream is everything's bad, and you ride slipstreams to travel, and all of that stuff. It doesn't matter. It's a movie that looks at like obsession. It looks at, like, and it doesn't quite come together. However, it is, it is a lot, um, and it has great scenes in it and the acting in it is really good it just doesn't have exactly like i said it just never quite comes together but if you doubt mark hamill in any way as an actor and think he can only do comic books or science fiction and slipstream is science fiction but check out those roles he does great and he also does other stuff like comic book the movie which i own on dvd um which is also worth watching but private griff and Will Tasker are two characters that he plays that show what he can do, and they're not as well-remembered, obviously, as Luke Skywalker the Joker, but you need to check them out. And so Slipstream especially, I would argue, because most people have not seen Slipstream, and it has a great pedigree I've never that doesn't quite live up. So there you go. That's Mark Hamill. I've hit Shatner and Hamill. What will I do next?
0: All right, Chad. Oh, is it my turn?
2: Yeah. Okay. We're going quick. Um,
0: so I am going with uh, a famous girl. I
1: met her at the bar. <laughs> so, Where are you going? So, so Kathleen,
0: to... T- Kathleen Turner. You yeah. know she's mostly known for Body Heat. Um, think so. m- maybe I would say so. What would you say Kathleen Turner's role is mostly known? What What do you think she's mostly known? Jessica for? Rabbit and romantic. Jessica
2: Rabbit. <laughs> Jessica, Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. I was getting ready
0: to say Jessica Rabbit. I kind of figured that Body Heat, in terms of acting, Body Heat made her
1: a star. Yes, I read her autobiography. Well, the... I
0: was getting ready to, say, and I was getting ready to say Jessica Rabbit. And I was going to say maybe *Romancing the Stone*, but I'm surprised you all say *Romancing the Stone*. I would have
1: said Body Heat over. Either one of those, but uh, no, j-
2: romancing the stone. Well,
1: I'll tell you the truth. So I had this conversation just just well, I can't say I shouldn't say I tell you the truth. I mean, somebody pointed out, I can't remember on a tweet the other day. Why do people in the south say that when they start a sentence? It makes you think that they're not telling the truth. Um, so Chad Well, we're used up- to having
2: to deal with them lying,
1: yeah, Yankees. lying, lying Yankees. Uh, we were talking about this in the office the other day, and I said somebody was going on a trip and I said, Oh, like romancing the stone. And they like, I, 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 I and and truthfully. Everyone under 35 women had no idea what I was talking about. That's and crazy. I don't think they know body heat either. I don't I I yeah, and I don't know if they'll I don't know if they'll know Kathleen Turner unless you mention friends. Uh friends and Jessica or go, oh she's the voice of Jessica. I truly Jessica Rabbit. Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, one was like, Oh my god, VI Warshowski. Nobody said that. I <laughs> just did <in> my head. <laughs> I, I was,
0: was gonna go, say, did somebody do no. that?
1: No, but we undercover, undercover blues. Story going, woohoo! B. I. Warshowski is the bomb.
0: <laughs> B. I. Warschawski, <laughs> yeah, or undercover, like I said, undercover blues. Oh no, but blues. You mean with Dennis Quaid? Quaid. But no, uh, none of those I think are her best performance. I think her best performance is John Water's Serial Mom. Yes, I don't. I don't think there's any argument that that should be Kathleen Turner's definitive. Role. Mm.
1: I I just I think of though when I think of Kathleen
0: nobody, Turner. and that's the point. It never is. Nobody thinks of Serial Mom when they think of Kathleen Turner. What? Yeah, they think they think they if. Re, re, let's forget romancing the stone. If if you're a true cinephile, you think of her as the seductress in Body Heat, and if you're if you're just, you also think of her as Jessica Rabbit, the seductress.
1: I have a caveat. I do yeah. think people still remember War of the Roses.
0: Yes. What well, do you I all... do think some people do.
1: Yeah. I think people remember that more than this. It's
0: do. one of those ultimate divorce movies, which should we do an episode
1: on divorce? I would love to do an episode on divorce. <laughs> Write that hold down. On. Hold <laughs> on. Hold
2: on. Let me, let me get in this shot. I don't know, guys. I have no experience with that.
1: Mm. I get more and more every day. <laughs> By the, uh, but before
0: we get back, I will say this if we do do a divorce episode, Kramer versus Kramer is one of those movies. I still refuse to watch to this day. Why? I have no reason for it. I just don't want to watch it. Art I just a... can't. Why? It's not bad. I don't know. I have no explanation for it, but it has Dustin Hoffman. It has Meryl Streep. It is a, it is a piece
1: of, ma- of, of cinema art.
2: Yeah. He's upset. It. He's upset. Cause Michael Richards, isn't it?
1: The thing is, he? is with Kramer versus Kramer. Um,
2: Oh, I just got I don't joke, know Jason. that it.
1: I don't know. Would you say? <laughs> I thought James
0: said Michael Richards was in it. I'm like, really? I was like, oh no. He. I just. It yeah, took me a minute to a he's making a joke. Yeah. Hey Jerry,
1: there's a divorce going on in here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Got know. But, but yeah, serial mom. I Kathleen Turner. Not only does she play the wholesome Brady Bunch, mom in this, to a T. Yeah. But she, the mate, the way she's able to flick it to. I am going to kill this person Literally. and stab them in the liver with a, with a, with a, with a poker. I, it It's, it's fantastic. And every, when I think of Kathleen Turner, it's true. I think of serial mom. I don't think of, uh, and, and unfortunately you can't see it. I have the Roger rabbit poster right over my shoulder right now. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I still never think of her as Jessica rabbit. I think of her as the mom uh, from this movie. Uh, and that's the funny part is that she, that's her name in this mom. That's what that's, mm-hmm. she doesn't have her name. And Sam Watterson is the dad. <laughs> I, I And also too, I just think John Waters should get a lot of credit for doing this, for putting her in this role for, for, for directing her in this manner. Yeah. John Waters, again, as he's mostly known for, you know, pink flamingos and hairspray. Serial Moms and I talked about it a whole lot, and I think it's a shame. He
1: says it's his best film. I think I, I honestly, he before I, he I, says that's actually his, it's his best film.
0: I, I kind of agree with that. I do. I yeah. mean, you watch it today, you do kind of see the fact that of you see the low budget in it, but uh-huh. it just his direction and her performance completely wipes out, even though it does have Matthew Lillard in it. That's the one thing I wish I would
1: change. <laughs> You got one drunk guy taking a microphone from you,
0: oh God,
1: never was such go. a he was such a dick okay, Joe, who do, go ahead, man All right. mine is I've got two or three out here that aren't really popular and we're not supposed to talk about anymore, oh, really? Well, well,
2: who are you to let the man tell you who to talk about? Now, I'm, Chad, not, we I'm gonna be, talk, I we think gotta I'm be gonna, ready to distance ourselves and from. by, by the way, guys both of them
0: and by the way, guys, I'm just going to point out, I just had, just talking, I had an epiphany and I have another one I want to add to my list. All right, dude, I have so 12,
1: go, but I'm not going to go, do it. Go, Joe. Uh, Johnny Depp. I think people forget uh, that Johnny Depp was one of the best character actors of all time before Jack Sparrow. Now, I really want to see who you pick for this because I, I want to see, I want to know. His be- second best role is really tough, Chad. It's really tough. What because- would you say his first best role is, Joe, though? I think no, we're talking about their most famous role. His most famous Okay, what is Jack Sparrow. by far oh, Jack Sparrow. It's by far Jack Sparrow. By far oh, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> by faro oh, Jack Sparrow. It Once is the of... only
2: Johnny Depp song or Johnny Depp role that Michael Bolton did a song about.
1: Now, that being said, it you cannot I just couldn't I couldn't there's like a half a dozen I wanted to pick and man it was tough. It was so tough, but he's so, he is Ed Wood to me. I don't even okay, know Thank Ed you. Wood is, but he's Ed thank Wood you. to me. But I, thank you. And you know how much I love Hunter Thompson. And you know that he is Hunter Thompson in that movie. Yeah. And Edward Scissorhands and. But I don't know. have an attachment to Edward Scissorhands. I do have an attachment to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Ed Wood. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. is Hunter Wood, But I pulled it out just by this much. And I, I was trying to think outside of my box and think which one. And I was like, no, I, it's so much because I know how uh, I know Joe. to be honest with you, not yeah. to cut you off, Johnny Depp was going to be on my
0: list for Ed Wood, because as uh, these two know, and probably people who listen to this podcast know, if somebody was going to tell me if somebody put a gun to my head and said, pick your favorite
1: movie right now, it'd be Ed Wood. Yep. So, but go ahead. But the thing is, is that I still know what Hunter Thompson sounds like. And I still know, even though I know it's, he's doing Hunter and no one did Hunter better. That being said, I, I don't know Ed Wood other than Johnny Depp.
0: Oh, really? Does that makes
1: sense to you? Yeah. Like, I can't think of anybody. Uh, I, I, I've heard interview, you know, you, there are stuff out there with Ed Wood, but I only know Johnny Depp. Yeah. He's completely just paved over the actual real ed wood in my head yeah does that I, make I, sense I, to you all do you see it? that's the reason why i picked it. it was like it's an iconic performance in a movie that no one saw martin landau is an iconic performance in a movie people forget martin landau beat sam jackson for best supporting actor in pulp fiction that year martin landau won no one saw it he got up accepted the academy award and goes look it looks like this is the amount of people that watch that this movie this year went to see this movie in the audience no one saw it but i if tim burton has said the movie he gets asked about the most on the street is Ed Wood. yeah yeah no i agree I mean, I, not i mean just of all of the iconic classic or what the just the classic films or whatever the popular movies not beetlejuice Ed Wood. yeah no i i agree and and his he just gets lost in the
0: role and I love it. And there's just so much he's able to capture Ed Wood's pure love of cinema and his complete ineptitude <laughs> at achieving it at achieving what he wants to happen. And it's great. Um, and if you really love film and you want, you, you want it to get into filmmaking, that is a film to watch. I mean, granted most, most of it's made up. It's it, it, you know but yeah it's all bullshit you know i I don't know if you all ever heard this but bobcat goldthwaite um comedian director he says his number one inspiration is ed wood um to make films but no um no i just love johnny Depp's performance in it and and that movie has actually made me what made me go look at ed wood movies I watched an ed I watched several Edward documentaries. I've seen a, a huge chunk of his, his of his movies, not a huge chunk, like four or five. I shouldn't need to say huge.
1: I mean he moved into softcore porn towards the end, right? Yeah, I, I actually
0: I will admittedly say I
1: watched Orgy of the Dead. I did. Well, I mean, I would too if I had a copy. No, oh, it's terrible. Well, yeah. I've <laughs> i none of it
0: is good. No. Uh actually, you know. You can seriously watch Plan Nine from Outer Space and get some enjoyment out of it. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. It's
2: I the do. first eight plans that don't hold up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but so, no, I mean, but yeah, no, I agree with you, Johnny Depp. That's it. I agree, 100. Well, I, I was, I, I was you, hoping it
1: is you. So tough. It is so tough because he was Hunter Thompson. I agree. He lived with Hunter, and no one got Hunter better. Even people, even Sean Penn went out and was like, "No, Johnny got Hunter."
0: Yeah. No, Johnny Depp isn't, regardless of whatever's going on now, and it's hard, because if the this, this stuff is true, it's hard, but he isn't a talented man. I mean,
1: Donnie. He, Don he does. The Ninth Gate. Any role he oh, gets. Ninth secret Gate. Window. Secret Window. He's great in the Secret. Black Mask. By the way, did you all see Black Mask? He's fantastic at Black Mask. Oh, God, gotcha. kind yeah. Of, yeah, the movie's kind of meh, but he's great. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. All, Anyway, I I don't want to take up the whole day with just that one, but ah man, it's tough for me to say that Edwards, but I mean he will be known as Jack Sparrow because it's a billion dollar industry. They, I don't doubt I would have serious doubts that Disney doesn't try to bring him back now that the court case is kind of what happened. And there's been hints. So, who's next? James. He says he doesn't want to do it. Yeah.
2: Um, so, I, I, I'm i like Joe. I had several people come to mind, but there's one that I have to talk about. And I think he played a character that's so iconic. I mean, The Simpsons has used this character in Halloween episodes and backgrounds and little cutaway gags several times. It pops up everywhere. I think, and I love this movie, but I think there's some other movies he deserves credit for as well. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell will always be linked to Alex from A Clockwork Orange.
1: I agree, but
0: what's and, his best? Yeah, no, I kind of It's James best.
2: His best. I got the criterion of it. It's actually what got him that role. It may be if, folks. If, if you've never seen if,
1: I've seen if. Scenes. I've never actually seen it all. We need to watch. I've it. got
2: the criterion. Yeah, because I've never like seen to...
1: it. Yeah, please, because we. So, I've never seen it.
2: If is allegorical. It's anarch. It's about anarchy it's all set at a British school the, the, if you read the trivia and the interviews like there's there's literally scenes that are there's uh, sex scenes and stuff like that and, and, and all of that one of the scenes actually happens because this was Malcolm McDowell's first movie and he said there was supposed to be an implied scene and he said why don't we just film it <laughs> and it's because he wanted to see one of his particular co-stars in the nude uh <laughs> And the director said, sure, we'll do that if you'll be the one to ask her if she'll do it. And allegedly, when he asked, she goes, well, I don't mind. And that's why that scene pops up in the movie. The movie itself is basically, it's, it's a commentary on class, on st- social structures, and why we allow them to happen, While we're willing to say, oh, that's what class I am, that means I can behave this way, right? And it's all set at a school where the students eventually stage an uprising because they're getting tired of being treated a certain way. It was Malcolm McDowell's first film role. And it is credited with getting him the role three years later of Alex in a clockwork. Orange in this film, he plays Mick Travis, who is a student that basically starts to just realize they're mistreating the students and that they have no control. And well, to Kentucky this up a little bit, by God, they're going to take some control. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the anarchy that comes out of that and how they're going to deal with this and what it's going to mean. So if you've never seen if and oddly enough, if you look at average critic scores, uh, if has a better critic score at 90 percent than A Clockwork Orange. However, A Clockwork Orange has a better audience score than if Uh, both of them are ludicrously high, though, it's 87 percent. Audience score for if 90% critic score, whereas the clock recording is 87% critic score, 93% audience score. Both of them are phenomenal movies. They did release if relatively recently as a criterion edition. Uh and if you've never seen if, I think if you have Brit Box, the British subscription program in America, yeah. you can watch it on there. But it was originally released as an X. And one of the things interestingly James, about who did this, you say
0: who did you say he played in that movie?
2: Mick Travis.
0: Are you? I don't think that's. I think he's just Mick because Mick Travis was a character he played in, from the same director in a movie. I, oh, Lucky Man. They
2: reused the name three times actually. He okay. He played Mick Travis three different times. None of None of them directly a sequel.
0: Yeah, because Oh Lucky Man, he play It's a coffee salesman.
2: Yep. Yeah, they reused the okay. name. He's he plays that character. Always technically different, uh, because he also played that a character named Mick Travis in Britannia Hospital. No. Obscure movie references. There you go. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, it's 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 a a really interesting film. When it was originally released, it was X, and Paramount was scared to death. They were going to dump it. The only reason they had to air it was they had paid a lot of money to make a movie called uh, Barbarella, <laughs> and it didn't perform as they had hoped. So they thought, well, we've already lost money on this. Let's try this. And If came out and ended up making money. But it was rated X when it was first released due to having, for 1968, extended female nude scenes and also some male nudity as well. Um, but it's all about an uprising at a, at a school, and it looks at class and things like that. Uh, if you want a bad parallel, it's, it's, it's a, a, a social and class-level perch. There you go.
1: Huh.
0: all right okay where am i gonna go with this gentleman
1: i don't know you're number three can i reserve the right to have a fourth
2: yeah you can do it
1: i'll do let's yeah i can do three or four okay um then
0: i'm going to talk about bill murray okay Uh, so you know bill murray ghostbusters yeah what else would you consider his, his more iconic roles groundhog day groundhog day
1: caddy shack
0: Caddyshack.
1: do you want me to
2: i'm uh, hunter s thompson yeah. uh where's the buffalo right? where the buffalo
1: he's the first person to play hunter
0: i am going to say none of those roles i am going to say oh god those, you're
2: gonna do garfield kill me kill me now
0: no i'm gonna say the role of don johnston in broken flowers don, broken flowers is his best performance bar none yeah i agree Jim, broken flowers is bill murray's best performance
1: Cinema history. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Even more. I. I. Even more. I know he got nominated for the Academy Award in Lost in Translation, but Broken Flowers is his best performance.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I. I just. I don't think. Okay. Uh, Lost in Translation. He. He does a great performance in that. But he. It's not. I don't feel like there's a lot of a lot there to it. Yep. Broken Flowers. Is a whole nother level, um, and it's it's does it's not talked about. And uh, it may be Jim. I don't. Do you think it's Jim
1: Darmiss's best film or not? It's my favorite movie of his. It's, by, it's mine as well. Far, nothing even comes close. Yeah.
0: Um, so if you're not familiar with Blo- Broken Flowers, it came out in 2005. It's about this man. He's kind of he's kind of a Lothario. Uh He doesn't really he he's does well with the ladies, but he kind of lives a sad, lonely life. Um, and then all of a sudden he gets a letter in the mail saying that he has a son mm-hmm. and it's him on a journey to meet all these different women that he had relationships with in the past, thinking they might be the mother of this child that he doesn't know because the mother, it there's no indication on the letter yep. who wrote it or anything. It's just him trying to figure And as he's going through this, he's growing. He's becoming more of a person by e- by each relationship. Every time he goes to see a woman and seeing what they, what, what impact he had
1: on them. Yeah. He doesn't, It doesn't. he does not come out unscathed.
0: Yeah. He is an, he was an asshole to all these women and he just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just watching it, watching him and Bill Murray do it so subtly. So amazing. Um, it truly is a piece of it's 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 wonderful to watch and i haven't watched it in years and this was the by the way this guy this was the epiphany for me midway of you all talking i'm like holy
1: <laughs> a good, it's a good one it's a good one
0: yeah um i actually want to go see it now because i haven't i haven't seen it in years there's a copyright over there on the shelf That's i all... will borrow it from
1: you all so That's yeah all no it and watch it
0: watch that and if and if when it's on. So yeah, no. Bill Murray again. You know, modern a lot of th- it it's not talked about a lot, but some people bring up Saint
1: Vincent which I it, it's okay. It's a little too mainstream, it's a little too 80s comedy comedy-ish if that makes yeah. me
0: Well, well yeah, and it's like the isn't that the it's the director's first movie?
1: yeah i don't know about i don't know anything about the director it's got melissa is it mcbride what's her name melissa mccarthy mccarthy sorry <laughs> melissa one. mcbride walking dead, walking dead isn't she yeah
0: and you know he he does give a great performance in that movie but i, I still say the the subtlety of jim Jarmusch and and bill murray in that movie it's just phenomenal and also jeffrey wright as as his as his inept buddy who yeah. who's I, I, what is it he? he's like a janitor or something and bill murray's using him as a private detective for some weird it, reason they're
1: kind of friends yeah it doesn't it doesn't really explain i mean they know why they're friends but i it, i agree with you i mean there is a ton of movies he has done that are fan that he has a great performance in especially for wes anderson but i just there's nothing mm-hmm. i don't think there's anything comes close to that was
0: that going to, was that on your list by any chance of your twelve or 14? No, that's a
1: good one. I did I didn't do it. Awesome. All right, go, man. All right. Oh man, this is tough. So uh you know Hugh Jackman and Wolverine? Did you guys ever see Van Helsing? Oh, did you oh, see that movie God. Reminiscence? How about movie forty
2: three? <laughs> I saw movie forty three in theaters. Have I mentioned that before? By it the way, was... that's not
1: gonna be my next one. Although I think Hugh Jackman is immensely talented and I like him. I I yes i don't know that wolverines his best role i just couldn't find another one i just wanted to make a joke sorry no you it's know tough what
0: no i was gonna say it, it is tough with hugh jackson uh les <laughs> no. miserables would probably be the one i would
1: pick but I guess. but what i really wanted to pick was and i don't know that i agree with this but it's probably true one of my favorite leading actors who i think truly is a character actor at heart is jeff bridges oh yeah jeff bridges most iconic role is what the dude the dude yeah i, I, had, to, again, I had to answer fast. movie that failed I, I just had to answer
0: fast because i thought james was going to pull out tron <laughs> well
1: that he don't play problem.
2: tron that's bruce fox when one.
1: you when you go when you remove the dude and you start thinking about his second best performance or his second most iconic character i don't know so i can't james is point was the second most iconic character which could be tron which could be i mean he's an iron man he's a star man he's in blah blah, blah 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 all the way down tucker k Pax, wild bill i'm sorry there's a ton of stuff here but my favorite is split up i was going to say crazy heart which he won the academy award for but and then i started agonizing over this decision which i really shouldn't do you guys see hell or high water It's you, you think I love him in hell Heller High Water.
0: Heller High Water is a great film. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna argue with you on that one.
1: And I just love everybody in that. It's written by Taylor Sheridan, who went on to give I've never watched the show, but people tell me that it's fun. I, I've what's it called again? Montana? What's the one with Kevin Costner that takes Yellow Stone. Oh, Yellow Yellowstone? Yellowstone. <laughs> Sorry. I called it Montana it Montana. never watched Yellowstone watched say it's good bit of a watched it. I, yeah, I mean, I just went through all of them. I mean, he's worked for Eastwood and stuff, but I love him in Hell of High Water because he's trying and just can't prove that one brother. Do you know what I mean? He knows he's yeah. involved, and he just can't get it there. Okay. So, okay, that is a good pick. What's yours? But r- True Grit. I like True Grit. He's fantastic in True Grit, but it's not – it doesn't have – It's that's a showy role. yeah. I'm not shitting on it. I loved it in the theater. In fact, I prefer their True Grit over the John Wayne True Grit. Oh God, I do too. I uh, I know. I know. I'm Satan. That's okay. I know James is going to start throwing daggers at me.
2: No, A, no, hey, hey, They're very different films. They and B, right. one of them is actually based on the book. This is the second one, right? Yes.
0: But man, <laughs> I have a I have a hard time with that one because yeah, I agree with you. Hell or high water, his performance in that is is really good but man i struggle with that because
1: of, of of you're probably right that people remember the other one more that's the reason i said with james's thing of the second most memorable performance i to me oh hell or hot water but let's take a second because i've got and some it. would I even some out. would even argue
0: some would even argue fearless would might be a, a, a one of his better really? performances would
1: be some i didn't even think of that one
0: really I just, I, I just heard on list of, of when talking about Jeff Bridges, Fearless is is up there.
1: Hmm. Maybe. Uh, I just say, no, I don't. I about it. Actually, I you know, I would have more of along the lines of, I would have, hmm, The Last Picture
0: Show. Yeah. IPD. Maybe. I don't, I mean, but I agree with you. It's hell or high water or true Grit for me, but yeah, no, I, I just. Probably
1: right. The Tron thing. James, James People remember, I mean, they're building the light cycle. Who doesn't remember Tron? By the way, that's a movie Disney pushes and is building a ride around that no one talks about.
2: Oh, there's people that talk about it. It's just that they're the obsessive people. They're the people, uh, this, this is a shot just at Joe. They're the people that'll come up to you at a convention, Joe, and point out this intricate model and say, well, that one, I want to be on. That was originally a blah 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 blah. While well, your friends realized that person was coming and walk away.
1: Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> all right, James. What's you your
2: know, I, There's one that I, I, one I'm struggling with actually because I think of okay. all the fi- roles.
0: I'm not yeah. cutting you off, but I got to find it. I was on, I was on a Malcolm McDowell page on IMDb, and I was trying to close it, and I just saw something. Now I got to go find out what it was. <laughs> He <laughs> was in a movie called Pinocchio 3000. Where is that?
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't know. See, now, because that's I haven't I've seen the first seen. 2,999 of them.
2: But So one that I wanted to talk about, because I think it's a great role, and I think it's a, he's a great actor, and he's linked to a couple different ro- Go ahead.
0: The year is 3000. Geppetto, with the help of his faithful assistant, Spencer the Cyber Penguin... <laughs> And by the holographic fairy, Cyberina creates Pinocchio, a prototype super robot equipped for emotions. Mm, Malcolm McDow plays Scamboli. Go ahead, James.
2: So, uh, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> also, the hell. Uh, anyway, um, I, I you all know, I am a stupidly huge fan of james bond so sean connery automatically came to my mind for this but one of the challenges is sean connery is not only known as bond he's known as indian jones's dad he's known as
1: sean connery is an actual movie star
2: yeah i mean he has played so many different roles and as i was thinking of how could you best of the rest him What's, what role has he done? I mean, because The Untouchables, to me, isn't the best of the rest. It's, he is... It, I mean, that's him. It's, um, And so the one that came to mind for me, and it's a movie that I enjoy, though, is slow, um, and it's based on a book that is pretty dense, too, is The Name of the Rose. If you've never seen Name of the Rose, A, hey, it's got so many great character actors in it. Uh, what's uh, what's the name of the uh, the guy from... Um, yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, uh yes. Christmas Vacation, the blessing.
1: Randy
2: oh. Hinkley, William Hinkley,
1: William Bill. Oh, um, it's not it's the Bill blessing. Hickey. Bill Hickey, Bill Hickey. I was thank say,
0: you. Bill Hinkley
1: is the one that shot Reagan. <laughs> well, Bill Hickey the word... <laughs> is right behind me going, If you don't get that, son of a bitch, I will. <laughs> Keep going. But
2: uh, I think because there's some people that would argue obviously uh, Ramirez and Highlander is iconic. I would say, though, most people don't know the name of the Rose. He plays William of Baskerville, who is this kind of, he's not defrocked, but he's hes a priest that a lot of people, or he's a religious official that a lot of people don't trust. And he goes to his monastery because people are Spence, dying you, there. Joe,
0: have you seen this? Okay, no. right, I haven't either. You've I'm never
2: seen Name of the it. Rose?
1: I know it, but I've never I have
2: it on DVD. How do you oh I love it? It's great. Now it is slow. That being said, Christian Slayer plays his young apprentice that he's supposed to be bringing into the faith. A lot of people don't trust him because he doesn't rely on faith. He uses deduction and all of that stuff. And it's and and it makes a lot of commentary that now seems even more relevant because. Bill Hinky, whatever his name is. It plays. A, Hickey. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, he plays a priest that they're taking, that gives up. He's going to leave because this is the place of the devil. People are getting killed there. Um, uh, and, and it has – Uh, he, he's getting ready to go away, and he literally is trying to lure the young apprentice away from William of Baskerville, like, mm, you seem like a young man. And it's him doing it, and it's just – it's not funny, but it's very like, oh, there's commentary being made here. It was based on a book by Umberto Eco, uh, which I'm sure I'm mispronouncing. Uh, that being said, it also stars Ron Perlman and all that stuff. But I would have paid money, and actually, if they recast this role, I would check it out too. If they would have done a series of movies about William Vasco. He's a fascinating character.
1: he yes, has all those hounds.
2: Sean Connery plays him really, really well, but it's the fact that you know he's Good. during a during a time when you're supposed to be relying on faith, he doesn't, so people doubt him or they're worried about him. But if you've never seen Name of the Rose, I would I would recommend checking it out. I would argue that Sean Co- Sean Connery's best of the rest because so much of what he did already was the best of the best, anyway, in my humble opinion. But obviously, I picked the right one because the fact neither of you idiots have seen it means I'm on the right track. I, I yeah, love I, Name of the Rose.
0: In terms of I've never heard of this movie.
1: No, never I've heard oh, of I was... it. I, mean, I can even know the box. It's Connery's face on the front of, on the, from the like a side view from mm-hmm. the yeah. All right,
2: okay, so so evidently I need to bring if and name of the rose over, and we'll have a what the crap is wrong with James, and the then followed by done.
0: broken flowers, and what was the other one? Vujana. Uh, okay,
1: keep going. Chad, All right, your honorable
0: mention, Kevin Bacon. So Never he's mostly known, huh? Never heard of him. <laughs> he's mostly you know, foot loose.
2: <laughs> Joe Joe prefers John Ham. See it's both pork products. See what I did there? That's that's kidneys right there. That
1: is funny. Yeah, yeah.
0: Footloose trimmers. <laughs> what well, would you? What a flat? Not maybe not flatliners, but it's possible. Hollow man. No
2: Dollar man.
0: It's, no. No. It's a good if,
2: if you if you say Kevin Bacon, it'll be one of the first three movies that comes to my mind because not because I think it's it's phenomenal, but just because I remember him in that movie.
0: And James Joe just said the movie that I think he's his best performance, Murder in the First. That's yeah. Yeah, it's it has to be Murder in the First. Kevin Bacon's best film. Yeah. Have you um, ever
1: seen
0: Tremors? <laughs> yeah. It's a good film. No, um, so Murder in the First, um, it's all about this attorney. Uh, he's hired to defend a person a prisoner on Alcatraz who has committed a murder against a fellow inmate. But this man is somebody who has been tortured for decades in Alcatraz. He started out as a young kid who, you know, ended up stealing from accidentally from a post office. And through a matter of, 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 of circumstance, he ends up in Alcatraz and is just turned into this creature. Um, who, who murders out of just out of, out of, because the, the person who, who uh, he murders is the person who caused him all the pain. He's been crippled. He's lost an eye. He can't, he can't sit up straight. He is a complete, he is a shell of a man. And it's all about Christian Slater finding this out and determining, cause he thought it was just going to be a throwaway case, but now he needs to defend this man who is probably going to be sentenced to death. Um, but it turns out he's actually the innocent party in this and it's just kevin bacon uh it's it's a great performance because you see uh, he perform he performs it so well as this tortured person who doesn't know how to function as a human being anymore and then watching as christian slater gives him strength by the end he just looks at the 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 warden played by gary oldman he out acts gary oldman in a movie wow not a lot not a lot of people can say that christian
1: slater gives me strength too (laughs) Don't ask the details.
0: And it just, he looks, he looks at Gary Oldman and says, you can't hurt me no more and proceeds to walk right past him.
1: Which means he can't, because he used a double negative. You hit uh, Gary Oldman, you put him back down.
0: I'm serious. I mean, you can't look at a movie and say, when when you look at a movie and it has Gary Oldman in it, who is by far one of the best actors of our time, and Kevin Bacon out-acts him per scene.
1: Most I mean, of the time, Gary Oldman's in something where he's much better than the actual something he's in.
0: Yeah. I will say this, though the scene where he's actually torturing Kevin Bacon and talking about, you know, this is my home. And then he slices his Achilles tendon. That shows a Gary Oldman, great scene. But again, Kevin Bacon just out acts for like through the whole movie. So yeah, I, I highly recommend Kevin Bacon's performance in Murdering First.
1: Okay. That's my pick. Here's one I had a hard time with. There's three or four on here that I think I'm going to say them kind of fast. Tell me what Jack Lemon's signature performance is. I wanna, uh, uh, I the apartment. See, That's what the number one is.
2: Yeah. See, I, I don't go with it, but I should. I know The Apartment was award winning. I think about all the other stuff, though. Like yeah. Grumpy Old Man. I was going to say Grumpy uh, Glenn, Old Man. Gary Glenn Ross.
1: Yeah. Here's another one. Robert De Niro. Oh, my God. There's too many to oh, pick, uh, man.
2: Oh, Adventures of Rocking Bull.
1: Well, that's why something completely
2: his... different. I <laughs> did that with a straight <laughs> face. Did you all <laughs> see that? That's called acting. Maybe try oh, sometime.
1: sometime. or Vanity Fair said it's probably Raging Bull, but I don't think people think of him as Raging Bull.
2: Well, I uh, do, but I love boxing movies, so right. I buy it's, it. It's
1: my
0: favorite De Niro film is Raging Bull.
2: But yeah. most people probably think taxi driver or Godfather. I, I was going
0: to you know? say taxi driver or Godfather. Yeah, but man, it's hard because he's so there's so many.
2: Tough, right. You know what? You know who no- what nobody thinks of. And again, I enjoy it because it's a boxing movie, Grudge Match.
0: I've never seen it.
2: It it's not great, Chad, but it's really
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's
2: not great, but it's really interesting because why? What, what I find fascinating about it is it's about
1: two about people an hour and a half.
2: Well, it's about two people. One can't let go of his hatred. I mean, he's
0: He's I wouldn't say Goodfellas, but I'm sorry. I covered my my mouth. Goodfellas, but it's not really his movie. Um, Man, casino. I mean, it's all tough.
1: Tough, right? Yeah. Here's my actual pick. Okay. Ryan Reynolds will go down as who? Deadpool. But I love him in Blade 3.
2: He's about the only good part of Blade 3.
1: Best part and the only good part of Blade 3. Oh, God,
0: just send me shivers that that even got brought up in this conversation.
1: I know. Really? Honest to God, it's my number one thing that I thought of of, man, who has a signature performance? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Deadpool. He'll always be known as Deadpool. So, seriously, so in terms of his performances, you think that
0: that's better than amityville i don't remember
1: amityville that well but i remember okay. i remember you can take a frosty flavored fuck <laughs> 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 for all those lines he him hey. and i'm i'm really oh what's her face the great character actress she's the bad guy in that she's actually pretty good too she's okay oh um, man I'm, but I'm that blanking. movie's so bad it's just, I don't know. I, by the way, in the other one I wanted to mention, but I don't want to take him away in case somebody else mentions it. Because I was
0: I was just going to say, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about Ryan Reynolds because I haven't seen Buried. I've heard that's a great performance. Buried is
1: a fantastic performance. It just gets but, a little long in the tooth.
0: And I really liked him in Smoking Aces too. But yeah, no, I, I just, Blade 3 is kind of hard for me to back up on that one, Joe.
2: I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about Ryan uh,
1: Reynolds' performance. I know, I, but. And,
2: and he's talking about Shaft.
1: Can you dig it? word
0: anyway okay who's no, going
2: oh it's me i guess so so uh my honorable mention i guess you know this is somebody that i really admire and i think they've done great stuff and obviously they've found a modicum of success and i say that as an understatement of the year um robert downey jr I think obviously much like with Ryan Reynolds, is Iron Man to most people. Yes. If not Iron Man, he's Sherlock Holmes. If not Sherlock Holmes, I don't he's know. Iron maybe Man. maybe Kirk Lazarus he is from Iron Tropic Man. Thunder.
1: He yes, I agree. But I all those are great performances, but he is Iron Man. He will go down as Iron Man. It is in fact when I started looking these up, he was number one on several of the lists. So, Dan can, Jr. is Iron Man of like can, I, can,
0: roles? Can, can I'm gonna kiss every, everybody up when when James gives me his pick. Go ahead.
1: Well, there's. I'm
2: torn. Could I actually? I would argue depending on what you're in the mood for, and I think that's proof that Robert Downey Jr. is unfairly talented. I mean, it, just too much talent. The fact that you can pull off Kirk Lazarus, I'm a dude playing another dude, disguised as another dude, mm, yep. and Iron Man, and then also have, uh. I almost went Wonder Boys. I'm not gonna lie, but oh, I, think really III, I think Richard the Third. I think Richard the Third, or Richard, yeah, Richard the Third with Ian McKellen, Annette Benning. Hmm. If you've never seen it or haven't I've seen it, ever
1: seen, it, seen it. I know if you. I don't think I've ever seen it. it. I haven't.
2: If you've never seen it, a go back and watch it. It is actually, according to critics, still his highest rated movie when they do the composite for on like. Rotten Tomatoes. It's 96% by critics. It's basically uh, the the uh, Shakespeare story except it's set in the 1930s and Ian McKellen plays the monstrous and magnetic King Richard. And it's about him rising to power and what he's willing to do. But Robert Downey Jr. plays opposite of him. He got third billing. If you look at the original poster, it's billing. Ian McKellen's in the middle, and then it's Robert. Which, Jr. You know,
0: it's funny if you look on IMDb, he's not even listed in the top cast.
2: Really, um, so that's that's one that I wanted to mention. If you've never seen Richard the Third, check it out. Um, uh, the Ian McKellen one. There's a thousand Richard the Thirds, obviously, but uh, yeah, it is. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not the main cast, but you will remember Robert Downey Jr. in that role.
1: Yeah, Ian no. McKellen's so McKellen's another yeah. good example of
2: someone we could talk about. I've yeah. got one. I've got another honorable mention. If y'all want to do another well, round, well, but it's but, easy.
0: but real quick with Robert Downey Jr. I agree with you on everything. And this is not the role that he'll ever be known for, but it shows his range. It's not the best movie, but if you want to see him be really talented, Blade hearts and three. souls. Blade three.
1: Nope.
0: Hearts <laughs> and souls hearts and souls is a great is is a great performance by him in a in a in a fairly cheesy rom-com
1: that's what charlie gordon charles gordon right
0: yeah charles gordon uh Grodin. Grodin. it', it, it alfrey woodward i think tom tom sizemore or michael Matson. it's michael Matson, but yeah it's 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 these four ghosts that are attacking Cura sedwick um can't believe i forgot her um elizabeth shu um all tied to kevin bacon Ooh. but no it's it's all these ghosts are tied to him uh-huh. and they have to in order to fulfill their destiny and move on to heaven they have to take over his body and complete their, their 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 outstanding debt whatever you want to call it and he takes on their personalities and it's great it's it's a great it shows his range he can do anything
1: okay go ahead one of y'all go well, I one last one is uh, Heath Ledger. Um, actually, I have two last ones, but Kevin Spacey's hard because I what what they say his iconic role is is I don't I don't know that I agree is uh, verbal from The Usual Suspects, although that was the role that made him a star. Well, I disagree with that. That's not his. But anyway. Well that's yeah, but I could see I see the argument though. I mean it is the role that made him a star. Yeah. I don't know that that's what people talk about. But I, I think No, Heath obviously Ledger, it's
2: nine lives.
1: <laughs> I think Heath Ledger is another one of those people that unfortunately, you know, his death made it even more what's the word I'm looking for, um iconic. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight is the Joker and he probably is the best joker. I don't even want to argue. I mean, I don't have a good argument against it, but I love him in Monsters Ball as the, yeah. as, the as the son who loves his dad and his dad doesn't love him back. To the I point, figure
0: that's what you were going to pick when you said Heath Ledger. Yeah, It's, it's his best performance, yeah.
1: I mean, and I think people remember him in A Knight's Tale. I think there's like... Monsters Ball. Not Monsters Ball. Uh, Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain another one that people remember, but my favorite performance of his is Monsters Ball. The other than the actually, my, truly is the second favorite. Is Monsters Ball behind? Is there a better Joker, guys? Mark, it Hamill? depends
2: on. Well, on the yeah, time. but
1: yeah, hold on, but not, not, not animated. Is there a better live action joke? No.
2: It, I see. I, I it always depends on the time to me because if you parallel it to the comic books, they're all of their time. Right. I mean, Cesar Romero was the Joker. Romero was a lot of the Joker. Yeah, that's what I mean. But the Joker was a a slapstick character in the 1960s. And in the 1980s, DC was doing all this commentary on capitalism, so Jack Nicholson playing him, going into a museum and defacing art, and said that was the Joker. That was what it was. I think that also, by the way, is why the Joker is a longstanding character. It just flexes to meet whatever the chaos of the time is, right? But he is definitely – he plays that role extremely well. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's just really hard to say who's the best Joker because the Joker is always of the time.
1: And it's the, one of the few same characters that two people won the Academy Award for playing that isn't Shakespearean. Yeah. I would imagine.
2: Yeah. Yep. I would I would say that's right.
1: Alright. who's the, Who was last? Who's next?
2: Me. Uh, I've got one because this is one maybe y'all will have some comments on. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Probably Hannibal Lecter and Odin for recent.
1: James right here on my list right behind Tom Hiddleston.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe Hmm. uh, a couple other characters, but that's really all I can think about is, but there's some other roles that people should see him in. Titus. Uh, Titus. Titus is one of the ones that was on my list. Uh, And um, I I blanked on a second. Actually, I would argue I do like him playing uh, Don Diego de la Vega, the original Zorro in The Mask of Zorro. I think he does that in an interesting way. I know Joe wants me to mention the Road to Wellville, but I'm not going to do it. No, but actually, I would I think argue one of the
1: best parts of that him and and Dana Carvey. Carvey, yeah.
2: Uh, but I would actually argue one of the roles that doesn't get as much mentioned as it did originally. I actually like his uh, Van Helsing from Bram Stoker's Dracula.
1: I can't get I don't... on board with that, but there's a movie that nobody talks about that I watched last year and I've never got to see it about him and the dummy. The Killer Dummy, it's called uh, Magic. And he's fantastic in it.
2: Hmm. I really was afraid you were going to go with uh, kidnapping Mr. Heineken. And The Edge. The Edge. The Edge is a great character piece. Yeah. It's not a great film, but it's a great character I, piece. I
1: like the movie a lot, The Edge. yeah, I, They're both really good in it.
2: So, yeah, I, I think that's... Oh, and of course, The Elephant Man. If you've never seen The Elephant Man, go see right. The Elephant Man. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think sir anthony hopkins will be known for these i don't i don't say this demeaningly because i love popular culture the pop culture roles is what he'll be remembered for oh odin and hannibal lecter i the mean roles he played multiple
1: times really hannibal lecter i mean yeah that hasn't went anywhere all right no
2: no i was about to say but if you if you ask my kids if you show them anthony hopkins and anything oh it's odin
1: yeah well yeah hmm. All and right,
2: then, then my son will probably say, I didn't make you the god of hammers, did I?
1: Really quick, I want to give a shout out to Mick Strawn for texting me yesterday and telling me that we left out. Hold on. You all talked amongst yourselves. I should have already had this pulled up. Because I want to tell you all that Mick was bitching at us about our episode about dinosaurs. And the thing I got when I was in a meeting. So, why the He's fuck? man? that we didn't a, bring up pre-hysteria? pre and connoisseur. I was Gardasaur. going to bring up. I know, is is one of my You even interviewed Pete.
2: It says on here. I was
0: going and and Mick. I apologize. I was going to bring up prehysteria. I was, <laughs> but
2: Carnosaur. As I... go ahead, shit Sorry.
0: No, I just I I picked my three, and I didn't want to didn't want to venture out of pre-hysteria. So yeah, I'm sorry, Mick. I was going to bring up pre I honestly was.
2: Carnosaur is one of my favorite stories from anyone I've ever seen interviewed or talked to, and I forget who it was. I hope I'm not offending anybody, but they were actually talking about working with Roger Corman. I don't think it was an interview we did, guys. They're talking about working with Roger Corman and his business model and how brilliant it was, because they basically said, okay, you can make Carnosaur, I'll give you this much money, but I expect this much back. And so they went and made Carnosaur, and it made over that. And so they went back and you can make Carnosaur too. I'm giving you slightly less money, but I expect to get this much back.
1: It's from dinner with five or with the John Favreau. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They, that's what it was. And then how I just, I think it was there three or four Carnosaurs, and like the, the, the last next, one. Yeah. The last one hit the threshold, but didn't make enough for them to get to make another one. And I was like, that's phenomenal. That is. And so we should have mentioned that just because I love that story so much, because that is how I would view the world too if I had money to make movies. It'd be like, all right, I'm going to give you this, but you got to make sure I get this back. And we will keep this partnership going till I don't get paid.
1: All right, guys. This has been our episode. If you have comments, please send them to us. I don't, you never do, but it'd be nice if you please
2: did. do. Not, who did we leave out? Who do you think is well known to most people? But you think, oh, they're really good role. And if your answer is Raw Julie is no known as Gomez, but he should be known uh, for the film Overdrawn at the Memory Bank. Don't or send that message to us. That would
1: weird. be somebody would probably pick Kiss of the Spider Woman or something.
2: Nope. Presumed he's, innocent. Tim I would bison. honestly say for most people he's go mass items.
1: Yeah, he that's
0: the guy. Oh coming. no, yeah, no, that's what he's known but, for.
2: But but yeah. now, overdrawn the memory bank, if you've ever seen it, mm-hmm. um now you know you what you I'm just talking about. Pulling shit out. All right. Oh this, my god, it's terrible. This has been
1: bonehead.